0: Okay, Revelation 17, just call this the destruction of Babylon, the mother of harlots. Now, before I start reading, I'm going to just read the little introduction I have on our uh, handout, that chapter 17 focuses on the the Babylonian religious system, and chapter 18 on its commercial and political system. Okay, and the obvious conclusion is both will be utterly destroyed. And I find it it's uh <clears throat> they start with the you know in verse 17 it starts with the Babylonian religious system because this system dates way back it goes all the way back to the tower of babel and this system which was the we've we've looked at it before which was the as it's will state later on in the in this chapter that bab you know Babylonian the the great, the mother of harlots and the abominations of the earth so there's two things right there Um, so let's start, I'm going to start the first half the harlot and the beast we'll get that explained 17, 1 through 6a one of the seven angels who had the seven bowls came and spoke with me saying, come here and I will show you the judgment of the great harlot who sits on many waters "'with whom the kings of the earth committed acts of immorality, "'and those who dwell on the earth were made drunk "'with the wine of her immorality. "'And he carried me away in the spirit into a wilderness, "'and I saw a woman sitting on a scarlet beast, "'full of blasphemous names, having seven heads and ten horns. "'And and the woman was clothed in purple and scarlet "'and adorned with gold and precious stones and pearls, "'having in her hand a gold cup full of abominations.' and of the unclean things of her immorality. And upon her forehead a name was written, a mystery, Babylon the Great, the mother of harlots, and of the abominations of the earth. And I saw the woman drunk with the blood of the saints, and with the blood of the witnesses of Jesus. And we'll stop right there. Now, one of the seven angels who had the seven bowls, and the fact that, that one of those angels came and spoke to John directly connects this, this destruction of Babylon with the final plagues. We saw that earlier and we knew this was coming, but it just it makes it, it's part of it. It's like the seven bowls of wrath and one of the seven bowls was Babylon being destroyed. Well, here it comes, and now we're going to get the description of that actual destruction. Now, it says the great harlot. Now, the term harlot, Pornice, does that sound familiar? Just think of the first piece of that word pornice, okay Pornice. okay applied to Babylon you know applied to Babylon matches the practice of fornication Pornia, again uh, attributed to her in 14.8 and we, we let me look back at 14.8 that says and another angel a second one following saying fallen fallen is Babylon the great she who has made the nations drink the wine of the passion of her immorality so Tied into that great city, of Babylon was a massive false religious system, and we 're going to be getting to that more and more as we go through now the harlot the the terms harlot harlotry, fornication, adultery, and others are words often used for idolatry and other forms of false religious systems throughout the scriptures it 's just all over the place i don 't think we need to turn there, but um, it's used of Tyre in Isaiah 23, false religious system at Tyre. Nineveh, Nahum, uh, and unfortunately also of Israel. When they, uh, like the I put Hosea, let's look at Hosea. That's close. I'll look at the Hosea passage. Hosea 1-2 says, When the Lord first spoke through Hosea, the Lord said to Hosea, Go and take to yourself a wife of harlotry. And, and have children of harlotry for the land commits flagrant harlotry forsaking the Lord. And now if, we're not going to go in but you, you read and study the book of Hosea number one you'll find Hosea had a tough, it was a tough job being <laughs> a prophet especially if you were Hosea Hosea was used as an example of the relationship of God with Israel. So Hosea so God says Hosea you go find your prostitute and marry her. So, Hosea, being the obedient soul that he was, he did that. And of course, she went out on him, we'll say. But through the whole book, it shows you that the relationship between the Lord and Israel, even though Israel sinned, played the harlot. God was not going to forsake her. God was not going to divorce her. Matter of fact, in Hosea, God says, I, you know, in the scriptures, God is, in the Old Testament, God says, I hate divorce. So here we are. And so that is a picture of her, the whole book. Now, enough on Hosea for now. Back to Revelation. Now, note the ancient, well, while we're sitting here, we're so close, we may pop back to, listen, in ancient Babylon or Babel, was founded by Nimrod. We saw that in earlier lessons, Genesis ten eight to 12 and was the site of the first false religious system. We might want to pop back there in Genesis 11, take another look at that. You know, that sometimes you read these passages, you know, back there, and you kind of kind of blow through them, you know, and you're you know, i, I got to get it down so I can get my Bible read in one year, you know. <laughs> but sometimes we miss things by just kind of popping through there too fast, uh, especially when you get four weeks behind. Eleven one. now the whole earth used the same languages, the same words, and it came about as they journeyed east that they found a plain in the land of Shinar. The land of Shinar, that would be the area of Babylon. Another term for that area. And they said to one another, Come, let us make bricks and burn them thoroughly. And they, they used bricks for stone, and they used tar for mortar. And they came and said, Come, let us build for ourselves a city and a tower, whose top will reach into heaven. And let us make for ourselves a name, that we be, lest we be scattered over the face of the whole earth. And the Lord came down to see the city and the tower which the sons of men had built. And the Lord said, Behold, they are one people, and they have the same language. And this is what they begin, and this is what they begin to do. And now nothing, which is <clears throat> which they purpose to do, will be impossible for them. Come, let us. Interesting. Let us. Okay. Let us. Remember back earlier in the, at the creation. Let us make man in our image. Here's another. Let us disperse this bunch. Okay. Let us go down there, confuse their language, that they may not understand one another's speech. So the Lord's. Scattered them abroad from there from over the face of the whole earth, and they stopped building the city, therefore its name is called was called Babel because the Lord confused the languages of the whole earth, and from there the Lord scattered them abroad over the face of the whole earth now the um, okay that that project was halted, but the religion that that tower uh, was going to be a uh, monument to even though they stopped short of finishing all of that the false religious system lived on and when they were scattered across the face of the earth they took that with them and that's why when we further on I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself but uh, that's okay the, it says the, when it's called Babylon the Great the mother of harlots well here's back in Genesis 11, there's mom giving birth, if you will, to the false religious systems, and then just they just go from there, and they just multiply, and then the false religious systems, they just, you know, uh, they just kind of morph into other things, and they, they spawn other false... You know, but it's, this is it. This is where it all started. This is where it all started. And God knew it. God knew it. It was coming. Um, now, Back in Revelation, where it says in verse 1, who sits on the men, the, the, the speaking of this great harlot who sits on the many waters. Well, the many waters are the people of the earth. And how do I know that? Well, we move forward. That's where I said I had to do it the whole chapter. Verse 15, as he started to explain more to John, and he says, He said to me, the waters which you saw where the harlot sits are the peoples and multitudes and nations and tongues. Okay? That's what I had to do it all. I mean, I I couldn't just stop. Um, So, now, the kings of the earth, verse 2, says the kings of the earth committed immorality. You know, this great harlot who sits on the many waters, the people of the earth, has influence over all of the peoples of the earth, Again, again, it goes right back to what we've been talking about, I mean for years. There's two religiously speaking, there's two peoples in this world there's two bas- there's two religions in this world. there's biblical Christianity, and then there's a variety of religions of various forms of human achievement, <laughs> okay and it, and so that's it. And so, and the bulk, and again, you know one thing too about believers, you can see that is a biblical pattern, the true believers are always the remnant, we're always the minority. It's never not been that way, and that's not going to change until the Lord comes back. And even, we'll get into that when we get it, but it's not going to come until that happens, all right? in our lifetime it's not going to happen <laughs> the day will be the majority is the day we're raptured up into heaven and up there we're with the majority because there just the opposite is true all of us will be believers and there'll be zero unbelievers up there okay now and <clears throat> and those who dwell on the earth were made drunk with the wine of her immorality well they fall again when you have people that aren't committed to the true gospel of Jesus Christ, they're going to follow what pleases their flesh. If they want to feel spiritually righteous without actually having to give up anything, they'll go find, even in Christianity, a church that will promote that and bless that train of thought. I mean, and that's why I'm so concerned about some of this easy believism out there that say the magic words and you're in. Whoa, whoa, wait a minute. What about repentance? You know, what happened to that? But, um, and they were literally made drunk with the wine of her immorality. I mean, you you talk about a sinful, corrupt humanity. And as much as I hate to say it, we, we... we can. We don't have to look any farther than not just our own country, but the West in general, Europe, U.S., Canada. You know, the the West in general is just really. They're just plummeting, morally. I mean, look what they're promoting now. Uh, it's, and they're they're giving they're giving praise to, uh, what God condemns like homosexuality. That should be the most obvious, one of the most obvious. They applaud abortion. As a matter of fact, they're even now, our own FBI are trailing and, and looking at, going after people who um, hold up signs and pray in front of abortion clinics. Oh yeah, those are the real bad guys. But you see, I mean, that's where we are today. See, it's it's, it's morality twisted on its head. And Babylon is is going to be this this mother of all, when it comes, gets into the realm of the, the when it gets into the era of the uh, great tribulation period, it's going to be all these things kind of like rolled up into the one as the absolute worst that the world has ever seen. Everything there is going to be the worst that the world has ever seen, including, as we've already seen, the worst judgment from God the world has ever seen. I mean, that is not going to be, you know, fun time at the park, I'll tell you. It is going to be devastating. And um, verse uh, verse 8 of chapter 17, I'll just pop forward a little bit, we'll get there later, but the beast that you saw (laughs) this is going to be a fun one, the beast that you saw was and is not and is about to come out of the abyss and to go to 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 destruction. And those who dwell on the earth will wonder whose name has not been written in the book of life from the foundation of the world when they see the beast that he was and is not and will come. Anyway, they're going to be so taken with the... We'll we'll explain that when we get there. But uh, they're going to be so taken with the beast that they're just going to... Oh, yeah, this is is the one. This is the guy. Uh, If you remember our earlier lessons, we go back to when we saw him in Revelation 6... The guy coming in on the horse with the with the bow and no arrows, who kind of schmoozes his way and plays politics as good as any of them, and then around the middle of the week, we, from Daniel, the middle week, where he breaks with Israel and attacks, and then so he's really got power. His mean power come really comes through on the latter half of the tribulation period. Which, which often called uh, three-and-a-half years, uh, 1,260 days, uh, 42 months, it's, it's, ex- it's expressed in those three terms, all equal three-and-a-half years. So uh, there he is going. Now, the wilderness in verse 3, and he carried me away in the spirit, that's the angel, the vision, carried me away in the spirit, into a wilderness, See, first of all, we had a conversation, Now. He's going, John's going to be getting a vision carried me in the spirit into a wilderness and I saw a woman sitting on a scarlet beast full of blasphemous names having seven heads and ten horns now the wilderness it seems is alluding to Isaiah's oracle concerning the fall of Babylon including a prophecy there that actually says fallen, fallen is Babylon let's look at Isaiah 21 because i think it's kind of important it's kind of like a you you get these sometimes that are like not strict prophetic statements but almost like pre fulfillments you know like you get something that okay and then and then later on down there and we have the benefit of having the completed canon so those that received Isaiah's prophecy you know his book and read it they this would go by saying oh okay because what this actually is referring to 21 and 2 is the the fall of the nation Babylon you know that you you can see described in Daniel chapter 5 remember Belshazzar on the throne and Babylon fell that's what this is talking about but with actually one eye kind of looking out of ways it, 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 we'll just listen to this. And it's kind of alluding back. Isaiah 21, 1 and 2 says, The oracle concerning the wilderness of the sea, as windstorms in, in the Negev sweep on, it comes from the wilderness, from the terrifying land. Harsh visions have been shown to me. The treacherous one still deals treacherously, and the destroyer still destroys. And now we move, move down to, to 8 and 9. Then the, then the lookout called, O Lord... You know, that's like the guards, the guy standing guard. And the lookout called, "Oh Lord, I stand continually by day on the watchtower, and I'm, I'm, and I'm stationed every night at my guard post. Now behold, here comes a, a troop of riders, horsemen in pairs, and, and one answered and said, Fallen, fallen is Babylon, and all the images of her gods are shattered on the ground. Okay, and that happened under the then-leadership of Belshazzar, remember in Daniel five, but it's also looking forward, I believe to the end or, or not so much looking forward, but I believe what's going on here in, in revelation kind of alluding back to that predicted fall of Babylon. They were taken out by the Medo-Persian empire that fall. He's alluding back to that saying, this is what's going to happen to the Babylon in that generation, the uh, the, tribula- the tribulation period, and that's going to be the final fall. There will be no other Babylon that's going to rise up, or any even anything like it. And see, it's kind of alluding back to the original prophecy of the of that fall. And see, Babylon never really again rose as a nations per se, as Babylon. I remember uh, remember Saddam Hussein. That was his big dream to in, in Iraq. Remember that? Oh, I want to rebuild Babylon. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> didn't happen. And he actually started. He actually started some deals, you know, excavating, and, and he got the hanging gardens thing all fixed up. So it's actually, it's, it's actually pretty cool to go see that. But anyway, so alluding back to that, and then looking forward to what's coming. Eighteen two, Revelation eighteen two says this, and he cried out with a mighty voice, saying fallen fallen is babylon the great and she was and she has become a dwelling place of demons and a prison of every unclean spirit and a prison of every unclean and hateful bird oh that's going to be an interesting one okay now we got something to look forward to what do we mean by hateful bird like some maniacal parakeet i don't know <laughs> we'll have to wait and see on that one i haven't got that far yet okay now The woman, in verse 3, refers to Babylon the great. How do we know that? Well, let's look all the way to the end of this chapter. Verse 18 says, And the woman whom you saw is the great city, which reigns over the kings of the earth. So that is the city of Babylon, the city. Which, again, we have a situation here where we have a, a, a maniacal a harlotry a, a, a just a, a profoundly gross religious system meshed in with a very corrupt mean and nasty political system you you got and uh, I'll tell you I look you look through history and um when church and state unite i mean Christianity even tried that when church and state unites the church loses and the first thing gone is the gospel because um, it's like was it I forget was that uh, in Jeremiah maybe not but it says uh, can can two walk together unless they agree no no it doesn't work be not unequally yoked here's another good one say it's not going to happen the 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 gospel will only get perverted. Otherwise, there's going to be a split-off. It won't work. Church and state religions, I know some people say, oh, wouldn't that be nice? No. Now, the scarlet beast, we're back in three again, the scarlet beast full of blasphemous names. and And I saw a woman sitting on a scarlet beast full of blasphemous names, having seven heads and ten horns. Now, the scarlet beast, now scarlet, again, symbolize luxury and splendor. Okay, you can see that in Second Samuel one i I'm not going to turn there now. We're, de- we're defined, where it describes uh, rich attire, you know, luxurious attire. Scarlet is also associated with sin. Remember Isaiah one eighteen, where Isaiah, in condemning the nation, also spoke for God, saying, you know, come let's reason together though your sins be scarlet they can be white as snow See, so that that goes both ways it can be used either way here it's used I think to describe the um, the great wealth and the the beauty as the world views beauty of that fake religious system I mean you, you follow this religion through history and the various forms of it you will find pagan temple worship can anybody name one that didn't have temple prostitutes for both men and women i mean it and uh i'll just say those in between they were just out there they were out there they were there that was all part of the pagan religious system it it's it's involved in all of it so this harlotry you know, it, it's it it's there, and it because again, when when you take religion and make it appeal to humanity, which is, you know, humanity is sinful. There is none righteous, no, not one. Well, it's just going to keep degrading and degrading and degrading and degrading. It's going to like dirty water <laughs> it's going to seek its own level and that's down it's just going to keep going i mean history is just full of this it's just you know it's it's just yeah. let's look at revelation 13 again because full of blasphemous names and the 131 and i stood on the sea sand the seashore and I saw a beast coming up out of the sea, having ten horns and seven heads. Well, back to that again. And on his horns were ten diadems or crowns, and on his head were, and on his heads were blasphemous names. And then verse five says, and there was given to him a mouth speaking arrogant words, and blasphemies, and authority to act for forty-two months was given him. So again, his reign of terror, while he was around, and made a a seven-year agreement with. Israel, yet his reign of terror was like the latter half of that seven year period when he went in there and broke the broke his word again, not uncommon for sinful man to make an agreement, then immediately break it Let's look at daniel seven twenty five daniel seven twenty five speaking of the beast, the Antichrist, and he will speak out against the most high and wear down the saints of the high of the highest one, and he will in He will intend to make alterations in times and in law, and they will be given into his hand for a time, times, and a half a time. Okay, times two, time one, that's three, half a time, three and a half. (laughs) There's that three and a half year again. Um, And again, he's just going to speak out against the Most High God. We move forward to chapter 11 of Daniel, where once again the Antichrist is in view. Verse 36 then the king will do as he pleases, and he will exalt and magnify himself above every god, and will speak monstrous things against the god of gods. And who is that? That's our god, the one true god. Okay? <clears throat> and he will prosper until the indignation is finished, for, what, for that which is decreed will be done and that which is decreed by that means his time will come to an end. Okay, and that's stated in here, this passage we're going to be looking at as well. Okay, now about having seven heads and ten horns, that's going to be explained. I'm going to wait on that one when we get to verses 9 to 13 because there's other things in there that need to be explained to get that explanation. So... Just hang on to that one, and oh, that may be next week, huh? So back to back to Revelation 17. But again, it's this is quite full of info. Um, and the woman that was clothed. Let me see if I can uh, get how far can I get in about three or four minutes. Where it says in verse four, maybe we can do verse four. How's that? Let's see if we can finish verse four. And the woman was clothed in purple and scarlet and adorned with gold and precious stones and pearls, having in her hand a, a cup full of abominations and of the unclean things of immorality. Okay, That whole decor, again, the woman, dis, the woman was, dis, was clothed as a harlot would be clothed to draw attention to herself. And again, here, the big draw, I think, is the riches, the riches of the system. Everything's rich. The uh, kingdom of the Antichrist is going to be the same way. Rich wealth, wealth. Because when you see the commercial side of of Babylon fail, you're going to see the the uh, the people of the earth just wailing. Oh no! All the goods, all the oh, the, we're, nothing. We're going to have nothing. You know, the, the the commerce is gone. They're going to be weeping and wailing about that, <laughs> and not their sin, ironically. Um, and then in her hand there was a a gold cup full of abominations and of the unclean things of her morality no yes gold no less and we're, we're going to have to I think stop there but the, the abominations <laughs> that is which means and we'll leave ourselves with this something that word means something that is disgusting loathsome putrid means to emit a stench that's how God views, his, views their what she had to offer.